Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 29 of Revelation chapter 13. And we're looking at verse 15. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak, and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And if you're uh, following along, uh, we have taken a pretty close look at the word life here in verse 15. And uh, really, it should not be translated as life, but spirit. And it is referring to the spirit of error, the spirit of delusion, the the spirit that is another spirit, not the spirit of God, of course, since this is referring to Satan and to uh, his kingdom of darkness. And the church became part of his kingdom once God turned it over to him at the end of the church age and the beginning point of the judgment at the house of God, also known as the Great Tribulation Period. And and so, spirit was given unto the image of the beast. And again, the image is the likeness of Satan, who's a spirit being. And, and you can't make a physical likeness, but you can make a likeness of his character. And, and he is the father of lies. And so, the church was made over. The church now is taking on the appearance, the likeness of Satan. And so it's no wonder that uh, over the course of the Great Tribulation and into our present time that we're seeing the church given up to more and more wickedness and, and coming up with um, stranger teachings than ever. And we hear of churches that have Super Bowl Sundays and and beer parties and so forth. It's all a result of the spirit of the beast being given to the image. And the church is what is being referred to here. And then it goes on to say that the image of the beast, and again, that's the New Testament corporate church. It's not just the Catholic church. Some people... They, they have, um, uh, a special interest in that and they, they would readily say, yes, the Catholic Church is the image of the beast. Well, it's not just the Catholic Church, but it is the Reformed churches, the, the independent churches, and every church in between. It's all churches, all congregations that are a part of the institution of the corporate church, the, the, New Testament church body. It, it, it could be whatever denomination. And in, in all countries, it's not just American churches. It's not just European churches. It's the churches on all continents in all the world that have been given over to Satan and have been fashioned after his image and his likeness, the image of the beast. And, and so here, uh, we're reading about something 
that is true of every single church. It's true of the church on your block, around the corner, in the next city, in the next state, in the next country. It's true no matter where you are in this world. What God is saying here is the spiritual condition of the church. And let me read from the top of verse 15 again. He had power to give spirit unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Now, this is an unusual image, isn't it? We we know it's not uh, uh, actual idol. Uh, first of all, you can't give spirit to an idol, and you cannot make an idol speak. God mocks idols elsewhere in the Bible. He says they have eyes but see not, they have mouths but speak not, and and they must be born or carried about because they lack life. They they lack the things that come along with life, such as the ability to speak. There's no real life in them, unlike God, who is um, the living God. He he is the ever present one, the ever living being that 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 gives life to all creatures. God is the essence of life, but Satan is not God. Satan can attempt to look like God, but God carefully um, used the word spirit unto the image of the beast rather than life. He he can't give life like God can. And yet Satan can cause the image to speak. And the Greek word um, that's used here is laleo. It's a common word that means to speak. It's used often in the Bible, and it's also translated as preach or preached several times. In Mark chapter 2, this same Greek word is found um, in verse 2. Mark 2, verse 2, And straightway many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them, no, not so much as about the door, and he preached the word unto them. He spoke the word. But but here it's translated as preached. And keep in mind, that's how God is able to define biblical words. We, we find a Greek or a Hebrew word that uh, is translated several different English words. And as we look at each of these words in comparing Scripture with Scripture, it begins to develop a fuller definition of the word for us and helps us to understand that word much better than than just um, hearing the one English word it's translated in the verse we're looking at. And so this word takes on the idea of preaching. And preaching we associate with what? With declaring the word of God. And that's why this word was translated as preach in Mark 2, 2. He preached the word unto them. If you talk the word or speak the word unto them, what are you doing? You're preaching. And where are preachers found? People who speak the word. They're found in the churches and congregations of the world. Of course, elsewhere, we're, we're thankful that 
there are still true believers, true worshipers of God outside of the churches and congregations that that likewise speak the word uh, and and therefore could be said to be preaching it. But especially, this is so within the the um, the churches and congregations. There is preaching going on in Acts 16. This same word lalio is found in verse 6. Now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia or speak the word in Asia. It's, it's again that same word. So when we read in our verse in Revelation 13, 15, that he had power to give spirit unto the image of the beast. And that word spirit, when associated with the evil one, we know it relates to other gospels, other Christ, other spirits. That's what Satan's interested in. He's interested in developing a, a gospel that's as close as possible to the true, yet false, yet it's full of error, or or will lead someone astray. It was his um, overriding concern that he wanted to be like God. Where did he go as soon as he was loosed? He didn't go to a haunted house. He went into the church. It's single-mindedness that Satan possessed. He uh, just wants to go after and, and be like God. He wants worship as God. And therefore, he must use the word of God. And and so he has ministers as his ministers of righteousness. Uh, but they're, they're false apostles. They're, they're not true. And he has his people that, that are leaders and preachers in the churches and congregations. And his people speak the word that he wants them to speak. As Satan is the ruler of their life at the time that um, he was given the churches during the great tribulation period. It, he was given rule to um, a far greater degree than ever before in the world and especially in the church. And he had his preachers preach the word of error, to preach the strong delusion, to preach the lies that that God had them believe. And and by the way, that lets us know that when people are believing these far out things um, of speaking in tongues and and they're falling over backwards, these things that the true believer, the child of God, one of God's elect, looks at and, and thinks, well, how could anyone ever fall for that? Well, they believe it because God has sent them uh, a strong delusion that they should believe the lie. That we, we shouldn't doubt their sincerity. Yeah, they believe. They believe this is the workings of the Holy Spirit. They believe the things that that their church teaches. But it's all a lie, and and it's all a result of the day we're living in, and the fact they never became saved, and and therefore they're prone to 
um, believing lies or truth and, and so forth. Well, again, in verse 15 of Revelation 13, that the image of the beast should both speak. Now, we could understand that to preach. The the image of the beast should preach because it's, the image is the church as a whole. The church um, is involved. It, 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 it operates through preaching. And, and so this image has the ability to speak forth, to preach, and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. All right, now, uh, again, Satan's loosed. The, the time and season has changed. The church age is over. And now it's time for judgment on the churches and congregations. But uh, no one knows these things when they first happen or even for some time after. People were going to church the Sunday before during the church age. All was well. The Spirit of Christ was in the midst. The light of the candlestick was present. And then the next Sunday, the church age is over. And the Spirit of Christ is left. The light of the candlestick is out. There's spiritual darkness. But outwardly, no one could perceive these things. No one realized these things. And and so the church continues to operate and function uh, going along as it had been. And slowly, um, we start to see changes over the course of the Great Tribulation period. There's a quicker uh, development of apostasy. The churches that were once faithful now for some reason are giving ear to the idea of talking in tongues or uh, or they they don't want to condemn that so they're they're opening themselves up to it or uh they're uh finally willing to um say a woman can be a deaconess you know just a deaconess the the bible they'll try to say allows for that and but she won't be doing any any uh she won't have any spiritual oversight over men they they just crack the door open a little bit and then soon after that, oh, oh, well, we'll have a woman, we'll uh, allow a woman to uh, say prayers and and maybe to bring a little word at the Sunday school while men are present. And and so uh, more error creeping in. There there seems to be more openness to error as the time is going on because God's not there. Uh, to ward off these things. Uh, the Holy Spirit isn't there to offer protection to the congregation as a whole. God has actually given up the church. God is now actively working against the corporate body, fighting against it. They're an object of his wrath at this point. And therefore, God is using Satan as an instrument of punishing the churches, of pouring out his wrath. And, and, and so the flow of spiritual things is going completely the wrong way. The force of, of spiritual things is going against the truth now and more and more towards error. It's sort of like trying to hold back, um, a tidal wave. You, you just can't do it. 
and and so the true believers are are becoming more and more disturbed and more and more troubled and there is more and more instances of going up to the pastor going up to the elder and saying uh now pastor um i i know that uh you're you're allowing a woman to be a deacon and and to teach sunday school and I don't think that's right. And here, look at this verse in First Timothy. I suffer not a woman to teach nor usurp authority over the man. And so there's that discussion. And and then in another church, uh, it's not women uh, that are that are the problem. But now they've decided to have a, a single man or a divorced man be an elder. And 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 so again, the true believer in the congregation. It is it doesn't sit right. Why? Because they hear the voice of Christ, and this is another voice. That this is not the spirit of truth. It's a spirit of error. So they go up to the the pastor and elders and and say, you know, the Bible's pretty clear here on the qualifications of a deacon or an elder. A deacon or an elder, they should be the husband of one wife, and and they therefore shouldn't be divorced and. And they have to rule their houses well. And they, of course, the, the pastor comes up with something. They always come up with something. They have their way of, of explaining the error and, and why at this point it, it's really a good thing. And I remember in one church of, um, a pastor who was perceived as extremely faithful extremely faithful preacher he would preach uh, well uh, it, apparently faithfully and yet in that church they began electing or um, having single men as deacons and something very similar to what i've been describing took place where true believers went up and said look at these verses it's the husband of one wife how can you say a single man uh, can be a deacon and and I remember him preaching and on this point and saying that if we don't um, lift up the young men in the congregation we'll ruin the man we'll ruin the man and and yet he didn't answer from the Bible how they get around the very plain statement that a deacon or an elder should be the husband of one wife. And not only that, but have children because they have to give evidence of raising their their children well, and and no, never never really address that, but just with force of this is the way it's going to be, and and we don't want to ruin these young men, and it it, it but that's another um, little nail in the coffin of the church, and just. On this point, on that point, church after church after church, and and soon the believers are going to Sunday school uh, and trying to find a relatively or or to some degree faithful church, and they're listening in. And more and more churches are are no longer using the King James Bible, and are going to NIVs and other versions, and, and it, which just boggles the mind. Why would somebody take the uh, excellent, outstanding, 
uh, version of the Bible like the King James. It, it is uh, without peer in the English language. With uh, there, there is nothing that can compare to it. And then go to lesser versions. Go to uh, versions that are not as carefully done, that have many more errors, that dare to change words and and even omit scripture and and verses how can that be why what would um cause someone to think that would be a good thing and the answer is well the king james is the best it is the most faithful and and therefore it identifies with the truth and with the spirit of christ but another spirit that another gospel, another Christ has entered into the church, and the church must be made, it must be patterned and fashioned and formed after the image of the beast, after Satan's image. And and therefore we can't have this uh, outstandingly faithful version of the Bible, the King James, in our churches. Uh, we We need lesser versions we need versions with more errors and and so the NIV is is presented and and um you know of course there this isn't the way the discussions went in the churches they didn't say let's bring in uh, a, a lesser version oh no they would they would lift up uh, the attributes of the NIV or and some of these other versions and and say it's in more in the language of the people so people can understand. And, of course, there are all kinds of problems with that way of thinking. You know, um, when I was in seminary, uh, we we had an Old Testament professor uh, who worked on the NIV. And he was telling us at, at, at the seminary um, in class, he taught Old Testament and he was telling us how much he regretted it. It was not what he thought it would be. And and so it, it's very possible that even some of the people that worked on that translation were fooled. Or or I know of one individual that does regret uh, the way it came out. It, it is a very poor translation, English translation, of the Holy Word of God. And... We don't need any other translation if we speak English. We have the best, the King James. And if you don't understand it, it's not because of the Old English. It's because that that's the way God wrote the Bible. There's still many places in the Bible um, that I read, I'm sure you read, and, and I don't understand it, and... It, it just shows that there is a need to carefully search it out. And the awkward language is an indicator. Well, God's hiding something here. You better start digging and uh, go to the concordance and compare Scripture with Scripture. Well, um, th- this is just the process that took place over the course of many years. And the church is more and more becoming like the beast after his image, more and more lies taking over, and the true believers uh, more and more troubled. What is going on? 
Uh, I uh, remember in um, the late 90s uh, finally determining, you know, I'm going to see if there's a faithful church out there. And uh, my family and I, every Sunday for about a year, well, a couple of Sundays we might have taken off, but every Sunday we were searching. We were calling churches, and I would ask them a few pointed questions to try to get a feel for the doctrine they taught. We were visiting different churches practically every Sunday. We were looking in the phone book, We and we had a wide area. Um, we we live in the Philadelphia area, and and we've gone as far as New York. We've gone into Delaware, New Jersey, Maryland, to to find a reasonably faithful church. And in church after church after church, there's always something. Yes, uh, on this one church, okay, we, we like that maybe they're still using the King James. But, but did you hear the message that the pastor just preached? Or in this church, when the children go to Sunday school, they don't teach them the Bible, they give them coloring books. And, and how can you raise your children properly in that way? But it was always something, and in many cases, more than one or two or three things that were wrong with the church. We, we put forth an earnest effort, and at the end of the year, we found nothing. And it's no surprise now, no surprise at all, because no faithful church did exist at that time, because God ended the church age. There, there was no more church anywhere in the world. No place where someone could go and find the Spirit of Christ. It would take the Spirit of Christ to make a church faithful. And Christ had already left long ago and, and never to return from all the corporate church. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.